When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Barapapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Hay dos cosas que son absolutamente ciertas. Abuelita te ama y nunca diría que no a McDonald's. Date un gusto con un Grandma McFlurry en tu orden hoy. Es lo que abuela quisiera. Barapapapa. En McDonald's Participantes por Tiempo Limitado. Welcome to Rosehead, and yet the FA Cup third round was full of the traditional fun and frolics, with Spurs needing late reinforcements to squeak past League One Morecambe, and at Arsenal, Mikel Arteta's project continues to go swimmingly. That's assuming that the project is to get unceremoniously dumped out of the FA Cup by a team in the division below you. Meanwhile, the January transfer window is in full swing as Eddie Howe is even happier to get wood than Hannah when her husband's five-a-side team win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Welcome to Rosehead. Hannah East with me as always. Of course, you're right, Hannah? Shabba, I'm all right, thanks. When you've said about her husband um, with a five-a-side team win, his team didn't actually win very often. So that's why they've stopped being uh, participating in the league now. So there's no no, no restriction on Monday night Rudy's because he oh. don't play football anymore. Does he miss it? What, the Rudy's or? <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was I horrible. Think, I want to play football. Yeah, that's <laughs> dirty. Um, yeah, I think he does miss it quite a bit, but never mind. Oh, good sympathy that's what keeps a marriage going total lack of care for your partner dm me for marriage advice uh mike how are you yeah not bad notice your your dig in the intro which is much appreciated <laughs> i had a little digger i had a little digger arsenal but it was sort of covered up by talking about hannah and her husband's sex life <laughs> it's been a good week for the podcast hasn't it guys i mean very, yeah very. hannah um we've been nominated for an award how'd you feel about that I mean, I'm very excited. I was very surprised because we're kind of like <laughs> one, of, one of, no, but we're one of the only independent uh, podcasts, aren't we? So we basically sit in, in our world. spare rooms at home, which is why there's random stuff behind me, like a shredder and stuff like that. And we do it from home and we enjoy it and it's fun. So I think we're, because we, we obviously have been nominated, it's like we're up against the big dogs we're up against like professional companies doing this um, <laughs> Real people. Which, like actual human beings that know what they're doing so that's why it's made it so much more fun but i'm really really proud of us oh thanks hannah yeah, um, Mike, how, how did you feel when you when you heard the news no i'm not surprised at all to be honest because you know <laughs> you knew it was gold of, yeah absolutely no the, the the level of like work we've been putting in you know doing it off our own backs which is which is tough i i knew it was gonna come it, it was no shock to me but i'm i'm very i'm very very glad and i'm excited uh for the award ceremony in a few months because we will get lit yeah i'm gonna I mean, be lit so how do you feel about it joe I'm let's chuffed. ask you because we never asked you <laughs> anything <laughs> i just asked you it's like being in a really horrible relationship with a person who only talks about themselves um you don't know anything about me uh, yeah, the um, we've been nominated for a sports podcast award. I should just say, if you do want to vote for us, we're in the sports comedy category. So just go on the sports comedy. No, hang on. Go on the sports podcast award website, register. You can vote for us. And we are climbing up the old leaderboard. There's eight podcasts in our category. We're currently fifth at the moment. So please do really? register and vote. Yeah, we absolutely are. <laughs> I'm um, so shocked. <laughs> But yeah, every time Hannah kept being like, I'm so I'm so surprised. Do you know what? It was a yeah, real no. surprise. The implication, just this absolute <laughs> that we put out. Do you know what? I'm I'm really like, I feel like really quite flattered, to be honest, because there's people like um England Rugby International, Joe Marler in there, the Athletic, arguably the biggest sports yeah. company in the world. Um <clears throat> sorry, I promised myself oh. I wouldn't cry. Um <laughs> Yeah, it, do you know what? It, it's really like it's awesome, and just thank you so much to everybody who's listened. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And yeah, as Mike says, we get drunk at the ceremony, so that's 
That's kind of yeah, because it's well expensive for a ticket. So we're going to get our ball gowns out. Well, you two aren't obviously. I'm going to get my ball gown out, have a night away from my kids, and yeah, going to get lit. Like I'm just going in an Adidas tracksuit with some cans in my pocket and just see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be those people sat at the table where you know people go around topping drinks that we're like, yeah, fill my glass up, and stealing the cutlery and stuff. Should we start a ruck with the transfer talk podcast? Like, <laughs> you looking at Darmesh chef, mate. <laughs> Do you know, once I did this, I did something really embarrassing. So I went for a, like an afternoon tea. My mother-in-law was retiring and um, it was a really posh place and it cost a fortune for the afternoon tea. So I'd had a few drinks and I was like, let's steal the cutlery, get our money's worth. Oh. So I was taking like the, <laughs> the butter knives, the forks, you know, like the cake um, forks, the forks that you used to eat cake. You know what I mean? I do. Um, they got a long prong. At home, it's just like a tablespoon. You just eat cake with that. Um, And so I got all this posh cutlery. And then the day after I was working at Man United uh, at Old Trafford and we were doing like player interviews and stuff. So I get to Old Trafford, park up, go to walk in and, you know, say hi to the the lads at security and stuff. And then they're like, oh, can we just check your bag? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Opened my bag and it was full of knives and forks and stuff. I was I was so embarrassed and I was like, oh guys, I'm really sorry. What's actually happened is I nicked a load of cutlery yesterday afternoon tea, but then that just sounds even worse. And they were like, can can you go and put all the knives and stuff in your car and come back? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But I'm there with my badge. I'd swiped my way through because I had a pass and everything. It was so embarrassing. Oh, yeah, that's like um, you know, in like prison films where they kind of like, they'll find a weapon to like take back to the cell block to maybe attack an enemy. That's like, I think I'd be more frightened if I was searching someone's bag at security and there was a cake fork than if there was a knife. Because it's so, that's so dark. Well, there was four in there, I took the set. (laughs) Also, this is is why my mum likes you so much. My mum does this. Yeah, does she nick spoons as well? She just nicks stuff, Yeah. right? Sorry, mum, because she listens to the podcast, but it's true. So stop doing it. If you don't want me to say it. <laughs> but like, she stopped now because I stop her. But I don't know what happens when she's on her own. Because she will be at like a posh restaurant or something. She'll be like, that's a nice cup. And I'll be like, no. Yeah. And she'll be like, ah, oh, but because we were in Italy once and we were at this lovely little like tumble down family run B&B where they'd be so kind to us like oh Mr Forrest hello you want the more toasted this morning oh come on like so nice that's just Italian good to say and so where did you go (laughs) first first offensive generic accent of the day tick Um, (laughs) but she'll be like oh this is a nice cup isn't it like do you think they'd mind if I took it like yeah probably because that because it is theirs so they would mind if you stole it oh no they won't miss it it's like no it's not the Hilton like this is like literally like Mario, not Mario and Luigi. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake. <laughs> but you know what I mean? These like lovely, like like the family yeah, out of the yeah. Dolmio adverts, like running a little B&B. Oh. oh, so can I just say, kids, right? I don't think my mum does it anymore. And just don't steal things. I just Hannah. take spoons everywhere I go. I can't, I've got so many spoons, teaspoons. I don't know why. I just, yeah, if I came to your house, I would steal your teaspoon. <laughs> 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 this is the this is the earliest in the podcast that Hannah said something that I don't know what to say back to. <laughs> Usually it's towards the end when I warm up. But if yeah. I, if I came to your house, I would steal your teaspoon. All right. <laughs> you can have one. I'll send you one. Um you had a good week, Mike. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. It's been um it's been quite boring actually. We actually really we really missed you last week, Mike. And we started oh. making things up as to why you weren't here. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. the episodes that I don't listen to because the last one, I think you said I was at like some beard convention or something. Naked shit beard like convention. That. Yeah, na- that's it, yeah. Naked beard convention. So I'd made a conceited effort not to listen to last week's podcast for the slanderous content. Otherwise oh. I'd have to rat you out. That's pretty good because it's it was fifteen minutes before we remembered to mention. <laughs> Yeah, we were like, yeah, so what else has been going on? Oh, Mike's not here. I I should say Mike's not here. (laughs) I I don't don't know if that's better or worse, slander or being ignored, I don't know. Um, Hannah, you've been in London. Do you have a a nice week, end, (laughs) weekend? Yeah, we did. So um, I went to watch uh, Hot Wheels monster trucks at the O2 with my kids. With the kids? Loads of activity. Yeah, just I forgot. Yeah, left them in the hotel. But we did loads of like touristy stuff because the kids, my kids, have like three and a half weeks off for Christmas holidays, just so excessive. Um, but yeah, they're back at school now, so it's fine. 
I was I was probably less than a mile from you on London South Bank, and nor did we meet up. <laughs> Joe, right? Honestly, if yes. you would not want to meet up with my three year old and five year old, we were going around the Shrek adventure. We got our single friend to come and meet us at the Shrek adventure, and he had to get up in the lift with like fifty kids, and the parents were looking at him as if like, "What's this man doing on his own at the Shrek adventure?" <laughs> it was really weird. Um, but you wouldn't want to meet up with my children. Trust me. <laughs> when you put He's it like, not even yeah. been given the option. Yeah. Um, no, fine. <laughs> right. It is, of course, time for our regular feature, which kind of warms us into the show. It's time for things that make you go. Oh. Mike, he did this for ages last week. <laughs> Tell it, him to stop. Did it make the final edit? Because he edits it and I. <laughs> like a dolphin. <laughs> You okay, hun? You've been watching River Monsters. Oh, God, we'll talk about River Monsters later. <laughs> oi, oi. <laughs> Hannah's favourite programme in the world. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, you do keep saying, Hannah, oh, you got to watch this programme, it's brilliant, and sending us stills of a fishing show that you like. Do I talk like that at all? Hey, get to watch this show. It's oh, it was right nice. I went down Shrek and I saw monster trucks. It was dead good, wasn't it? <laughs> we're to make up me and my kids. No. <laughs> I've been banned from doing a Yorkshire accent, actually, by a um, new friend of mine. A new special from... friend. <laughs> you do naked cuddles with her. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in such a good mood. <laughs> Isn't it like? No, right. Mm, uh, yeah. So, uh, Hannah, yeah. What's, made you, <laughs> what's made you go, mm, <laughs> what's made you go, mm, this, mm, this I'll let week. you go first. Um, well... I think the thing that's made me go. Mm. Oh, what does your mum think when she listens to this? I think she thinks everything I do is brilliant. Aww. So <laughs> even when I do stupid, <laughs> that's so cute. Yeah, the things that are patently, <laughs> she just thinks, oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> I think that made me go mm, this week it was probably Andy Carroll's two disallowed goals for Reading. His second one, where he chests it down and wallops it in the top corner, but it just yeah. makes me feel sad, Mike. So much wasted potential. Yeah, he's got that in his locker, isn't he? He scored um ridiculous overhead kick for West Ham. He he does have that. I mean, the fact they were disallowed as well, it's just such a... So, like, for him as well, it must be such a... <laughs> having to, can I say... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must be such a... <laughs> I have score well... I have the answer, it but <laughs> 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 yeah, poor, poor Andy Carroll. He's just been through the ringer, isn't he? I, I, yeah. I, feel, bad, I feel bad for Do him. You have, yeah. Can you say that? He's been through the ringer? That doesn't mean the... I'm going to have to cut that. I think it just means you've been wrung out. I know, I'm only only joking. (laughs) This is going to be such a ridiculous one. Oh, God almighty. (laughs) Literally. I didn't have to use a single one last week, Hannah. We were on really good behaviour. Mike's back and it's just descending. It has been through the ringer. Oh, dear. But But I did tell you about when I saw Andy Carroll, didn't I? No. I was having afternoon tea at the Dorchester. Did you nick a spoon? Uh, no, my mum probably did. <laughs> Jingle jangle as she walks out. Um, but yeah, I saw, I saw Andy Carroll walked in. I went, oh, it's my auntie. I was like, oh, it's Andy Carroll. And who should walk in behind him but Chris Eubank? And they sat down and had afternoon tea together. Oh, Didn't whoa. They? I would not expect that duo no. at all. That's a weird celebrity friendship, isn't it? How Very. do they meet? Yeah. It's a bit like Tom Jones and Anne-Marie. On a, a, Apparently they're good friends. They're on Gogglebox, Celebrity Gogglebox together. You wouldn't put them two together. Would you? Do you know who Anne-Marie is? Yeah. <laughs> I saw both your faces. She's like a she's like a mid twenties like pop singer. Mm. Friends with like Tom Jones. Uh, yeah, you know who Tom yeah, Jones. Yeah, how did is. that come about? Not Anne Boleyn. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate to see that kind of wasted potential. And this gives me a nice segue, right? So it's it's almost Ooh. like I plan the show into Tangy and Dombele. So Mike, talk about wasted potential. I mean, yeah. this guy was one of the best players in Liga. Tottenham's record signing, been in the club three years now. He's played under Pochettino, Mourinho, Nuno, Conte, and briefly Ryan Mason. Hasn't done it for anyone. Um, and at the weekend, if you haven't seen this, Spurs beat Morecambe, so had to basically bring Son and Kane and Moore and everybody off the bench to beat Morecambe, uh, who are in League One. But Tangi and Dombele was hooked and walked off the pitch so slowly and the Spurs fans were booing him and it just says everything about him. He's got so much ability as a footballer, but mm. he just he cannot be bothered. 
And just clarify, like, what was the reason that the fans were booing him? Because he was well, he, well, first just he because played, he was going so slowly. But he was literally walking around the pitch. Like yeah. honestly, it's like we talk about sometimes footballers like not applying themselves. It was, it was. I've never seen anything like properly walking around. Yeah. Like it, I've not seen a professional footballer really do that. And he walked off so slowly as well, just to add insult to injury. So not only does he have no application and he's not worked hard for any of these five managers, but he doesn't care. And he'll look back on his career, Mike, and just I think he'll really, really regret the opportunities he's missed because he could have been a great player. Yeah, I mean, I was really upset when Spurs signed him because I thought this guy is an absolute baller. Like he's just got so much technical ability um, and the physical side to go with it. But it's, yeah, you're right. It's just about application. It's just it's. Well, it's not disappointing to see, obviously, because, you know, watching Spurs do badly and Spurs players do badly is always fun for me. But from you a come to the lane last night, mate, you'd have loved it. Because it's like, I remember when I first saw him, I saw him get on the ball. And he reminded me a bit of Moussa Dembele, who's one of my favourite Spurs players ever. Like, yeah. really, really good, close control. And I thought this could be the guy to do what Dembele used to do. Pick it up, transition the ball, uh, transition into attack, go round people like strong, technically good. It's got all the ability, and it's kind of this is obviously. I know Mike's going to roll his eyes, but I I did think I was like, oh, he looks a little bit, and I'm not comparing him at all. Don't say Patrick Vieira, like Zidane, oh. <laughs> but just that big guy, big frame, great feet, and he's not even reached zero point one percent of no. that level and I just think it's such a shame because God knows where he'll go now he might go to Newcastle he might go back to Liga or whatever I don't think he'll ever ever have the career that he should have done and he'll only have himself to blame and whether he's got like it's because he's got the cash now and he doesn't care um, I don't know but I just think I just think there's no excuse to kind of waste your potential when you've been given that gift particularly if you love the game so I know he listens so Obviously. take a long hard look at yourself Tangy <clears throat> so what are you talking about? I tried my hardest. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> my French impression is the candlestick from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Tell him, yeah. yeah. The dining no way... room proudly presents your dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no way back from it. When the fans turn on you, it's very difficult to win yeah. fans' respect back, isn't it? If you make it like to to walk off a pitch and be booed and antagonise fans by walking slowly. And there's just no way back from that, is there? But it's like, I, I know it bothers you as well, Hannah. I, I obviously do care if you're rubbish, but I don't hold it against you. Yeah. I really hold it against you if you can't be asked. That's, yeah. unex and then to walk off the pitch, it's yeah. like, you, you, there is no football without fans. And I just feel like it's a real slap in the face. Yeah. Um, Mike, what made you go, mm, this week? Um, I was actually oh. going to say I watched it because because you were talking about Hannah was talking about Swamp Mon was it Swamp Monsters River River Swamp Monsters Swamp Monsters oh yeah no that's Jeremy Wade's River Monsters River Monsters um it made me think about a program I used to watch uh, Robson Green it was like yeah oh, extreme Rob fishing yeah, yeah that was like my favorite program and like, I, I watched a, I watched a rerun of it the other day. And I was like, that made me go, mm, because that is a proper, proper pro. I used to sit down and watch it with my dad and just like be amazed by the, the places they used to go. And yeah, it just it just made me think about that. Robson Green's an absolute legend. I, I love him. It's like a broadcast. He's just like that Geordie bloke, isn't he? Like just you, you want to be mates with. Oh, but it's a bloody big fish, a, that pet. That's yeah, a, a big a one on the lane. The only thing is, because he's got obviously a lot more funding behind um, his his uh, fishing program, but I find after, because I like to binge watch fishing programs. Uh, <laughs> is this weird? Maybe. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, but I like to binge watch them and I kind of, I can watch Jeremy Wade for hours, but I find Robson Green sometimes a bit repetitive with like overemphasizes that he's like a local Geordie lad. And, you know, I, I get a bit frustrated with that after maybe six hours. I didn't realize I was going to talk to a fishing TV <laughs> program expert today but, um, I, present, I presented great. a fishing darts program before on sky you know fishing, so oh, fishing darts yeah wet darts yes what they were, they were throwing they were throwing fish <laughs> hello welcome to wet darts with me hannah east pop 180 see you next week <laughs> oh, Wait, hannah, please explain uh, no it was basically darts players did this charity fishing day um so we were talking about the darts roundup because uh, i used to do the dart show on itv and then we just did this like fishing program where we we're talking walking around like barry hearn and all like professional darts players are around this river um this lake sorry and they were fishing and then 
yeah, it was it was really random. I remember I got that there. That sounds really like, fun. Wow, but because I really actually like fishing, I really enjoyed the day. Where, what happened to like those great formats? It's like we're going to get darts players and send them fishing. If I'm a commissioner, I'm like, yeah, how much do you need? Because yeah. that's that's good content. As far anything as I'm anything with Barry Hearn there, it's just good content, isn't it? So between do you mean Barry George, Barry no, Hearn. Barry Hearn is in like the the chairman of head the of darts match room, yeah. head of match yeah, room. Oh, right. Was yeah. he a darts player? You know, Eddie, no, no, he's, um, but no, he's, he Eddie owns Matchroom Sport. No, I know, yeah, but why was he there? Because it's his company that uh, run all the darts, uh, the, the PDC. But he was in the show as well. Yeah, he was fishing, <laughs> right. but he was just there. It's like Eddie Hearn. Have you watched any of the memes on um, on TikTok mm. and stuff of Eddie Hearn? Like they yeah, are yeah. some of the funniest things I've right ever seen them. in my life. Where it's, oh, it's brilliant. Um, but that's, but no, but cause I was just like, okay, so it's darts players playing, <laughs> but it's darts players fishing, yeah. but also the guy who owns the company who does the darts is also fishing. Hard. There's so many layers to this format. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. I feel like you should watch it. It's so random. Um, Hannah, I'm not going to lie. Ago. Oh, yeah. can I tell you something that really did make me go, mm, oh, Idris Elba on the coverage of the Arsenal game. Oh. oh. Now, mighty. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. The, if if a man could turn me, it's Big Triss. He he is just a big human wardrobe of charisma. Every everything about him just oozes sex appeal. <laughs> like, and honestly, like, and even though he was in that, because he's so we should say actually, he was wearing the all white Arsenal kit which is about the No More Red campaign, which is something that him and Ian Wright are involved with um, to, well, to stop knife crime, basically, in the streets of the UK, which is pretty amazing and great that Arsenal were involved. And I actually thought the white kit looked amazing. Um, I'd quite like to see all Premier League clubs do that, play one game a season, like in yeah, all white. I think it's really, really yeah. cool. Um, but Idris Elba, man, just, I just, I love The Wire and I love Luther. And I could just, oh, imagine just like gazing up into his eyes. He could be talking about anything. I just think he's wonderful. <laughs> I was going to say, Joe, he plays um, the the gatekeeper in Thor, doesn't he? I don't I was, fancy him in that. No, I was going to. I was going to say you probably want him to open your gates. Kaboom! <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I was on my honeymoon once, and my husband oh. was like, "Oh, do you know what would be absolutely amazing right now?" And I was like, what, it's like a really romantic setting. There was this guy uh, playing the piano, and he was like, "It would be so amazing right now." if Phil Collins was just there and was serenading <laughs> us. And I was like, what? of all the people to pick in the world, why, do, why on our honeymoon night number two, you know, like why would you want Phil Collins to be singing to us in this moment in the Maldives? I thought, like, I thought you'd you say like about? Barry White or something, the wars yeah. of love. <laughs> where were you, Hannah? Um, well, we actually got two round the world tickets for our honeymoon. We went for like seven weeks. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, we went for it. We was was it. Mexico but, but what, stuck on there, Hannah, or mm. just wondering? Is that no. one of the countries you went to? Mega Gordon. No, they're no. banned. Arriba, Mr. East. But where were you at the time when this happened, Hannah? Sorry. Um, so we're in the Maldives. No, no, where? Sorry. <laughs> Christ. The Maldives. <laughs> I've not heard of that. I've heard of the Maldives. Are you talking about <laughs> me? I think she was I've the only the there. Literally, it's the Maldives, isn't it? You say it. Maldives. <laughs> like, you say it. Maldives. <sighs> anyway. You're weird, you know. <laughs> you are weird. It's the Maldives, right. If whatever let's do a poll of on oh, what? oh and it'll be all the people from North Allerton again oh bloody Maldives the what they Allerton talking Allerton. about <laughs> bloody Maldives I got me trunks from Primark and on the plane to Maldives <laughs> I'm Mald actually crying I don't think it's a Yorkshire thing I think it's a Hannah East thing. Yeah. <laughs> making up words <laughs> oh um, god um Right, it was FA Cup third round weekend. A uh, little roundup uh, for you. 
Sixth tier Kidderminster host West Ham in the fourth round after they beat Reading. Boreham Wood are the other non-league team left in the FA Cup. Cambridge United pulled off a shock win against Newcastle United at St. James's Park. Arsenal are among the Premier League teams to fall at the first hurdle. Oh no, we're all sad. And Rebecca Welsh made history by becoming the first woman to ref a third round tie as she officiated Plymouth's win at Birmingham. Let's start with Arsenal, Mike. Humbled, humbled against Forest. Um, what did you make of it? It's great, yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It's great. It, what, Idris Elba on the coverage and Arsenal go out. Yes, please. Yeah, Brit. <laughs> what no, a weekend. I, I don't know. Do we, do we really have to talk about it? Do we? Big time. Right, yeah? right at the top okay. of the running order. Um, yeah, I mean, great game. Obviously, great effort from both sides. Um, Arsenal. <laughs> it's like nah. when Hannah's running for political office. <laughs> Everybody's happy. Let's be nice yeah. and beige with our response. No, nah, okay. nah, you know what? Just to be honest, it was a complete pathetic performance from Arsenal. They just didn't turn up. Um, we played like two youngsters in the middle of the park because we've got no one left in midfield. We've got Thomas Party and Mohamed Elneny. Uh, at the Africa Cup of Nations. We've just let go Maitland-Niles. Um, he's gone to Roma to link up with Jose Mourinho for some reason. Don't know why you want to play under him. Um, so, yeah, we've literally got two fit senior midfielders, Xhaka and um, and Lakonga, and Xhaka was out with COVID. So, yeah, let's still do Lakonga, Joe. I, know. <laughs> I love doing <laughs> I Lekonga. know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we, we had to pe- play teenage... Charlie Patino um, in in midfield, and he'd only just made his debut like a month before against Sunderland uh, in in the Carabao Cup. So it was a bit of a mess. But aside from that, it was just awful. And to top it all off, the bloke that scored the winner has the worst beard I've ever seen in football. Not even just the EFL. Not even like in Europe. I think in the world, Lewis Graben. He needs to shave that off, mate, because it is terrible. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen it, right? Is that because yeah, he course. came off the bench to score the winner, or is that because you? Don't no, no, he's it? just his beard just okay. looks like debris on his face. I, I don't even know how to debris. describe it. Debris? Do you mean debris? Oh debris. no! Don't oh. even try! Don't even try it! <laughs> it's debris. Debris. <laughs> debris. 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 It's not cheese. Debris. Debris. Can you pass debris? <laughs> I've got the camembert. <laughs> Stilton? No, it's debris. Don't <laughs> it even jump? try it. Don't even. It no, I go yeah, away, debris. Yeah. I would say debris, but I'm just like, I'm not even going to. No. <laughs> I like those shots fired. She tried. She tried that. But like, you know how you obviously know loads about fishing programs and you're very particular, Hannah. Like, Mike's the same with beards. Yeah, yeah. He's like don't... really picky oh, over okay. beard. Don't, don't test. Yeah, but I'll, I'll show you a picture, Hannah. Because I, I don't know if you saw it, but it, it's just awful. Like, I don't know if he's got a missus or a girlfriend, but how she hasn't told him to shave that off is just insane. Oh, oh, poor Lewis Graben. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Lewis. It's just like, I'm sure you've been told a lot, but I'll be he might think He might think you're idiot. a bit bitter, Mike, though. Mm. What, Lewis I, thought Forrest, I thought Forrest played really well as well. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. They, they played well. They were organised... Um, I think their manager, Steve Cooper, used to manage the under-17s to the World Cup, the England mm. under-17s. So he's obviously, you know, a decent manager, but it just was no opposition from Arsenal and it was quite pathetic. So, Do you think yeah. that Arteta wasn't like, because obviously this race for the top four is is looking pretty good and it probably is going to be Spurs-Arsenal mm. playing on Sunday as well. And I feel, I feel oh, I'm not looking forward to next week's show at all. Um, I'm, sure, I'm really not looking forward to Sunday. I hate the North London derby. Um, yeah. Like obviously the last one that you cruised, but normally it's not really like that. It's not an enjoyable experience. No, not um, at all. But do you think that Arteta's not that bothered about the FA Cup? Because he's prob- like the big thing for him is probably going to be getting back into top four. Yeah, absolutely. But it could be a crucial week because um, it's, it's uh, Liverpool as well in the EFL Cup, which is uh, on Thursday night. Um, so depending on, on what happens there, um, you know, you potentially could be exiting two competitions within the space of a week if it's a battering against Liverpool um, and then obviously the momentum of that going into a North London derby uh, could be even though Spurs got battered by Chelsea over two legs uh, in the Carabao Cup it's just like momentum is so key in football um, but I just think what we've got to do is just not like go into into meltdown when Arsenal will lose a game like yeah they lost against Nottingham Forest it was a bad performance but 
they need to like bounce back now. And I, I still think that top four race is so open. It's just, you can't call it at the moment. Yeah. And um, might mention it and we should, we should touch on it. I, I was at, I was at Spurs last night. Um, yeah. Out to Chelsea three nil over the two legs, apart from about 15 minutes in the second half um, on Wednesday night. It was just, it was the steamrolled us. For, for large portions of last night's game, it looked like a training drill, attack versus defence. They just passed the ball around us. And that's absolutely fine if you're the team that's 3-0 up in the tie to just sit back and soak up the pressure. Um, Jaffet Tanganga lost his man for the uh, for Rudiger's header last night. So that's Tanganga at fault for all three goals in the tie. And it just really, really shows, I think, that Spurs desperately need investment. And there's a part of me that wonders if Conte made a point a little bit last night mm. and was kind of like us going out because as great a manager as he is, and he is a fantastic manager, Chelsea have just got such a better first 11 and such a better squad. And Tuchel got the tactics bang on in the first half of the first leg. That's where the tie was won and Tuchel smashed it then. But if Jaffet Tanganga is there playing centre-half for you, then obviously a manager like Tuchel is going to focus on him and there's not really a lot Conte can do if he doesn't have any other options. So I don't know. I just thought, I thought it was a really, really disappointing couple of legs. I hope it makes means we're going to be active in the transfer window. To be honest, I don't think we will be because I think Daniel Levy has potentially lied to Conte and uh, Fabio Paratici about how much money is available. And I don't think it's beyond the realm's possibility that Antonio Conte could potentially leave saying oh. at, at some point saying that um Joe. there's not not the money there that he was promised that he was promised um God, he's, he's got really sad conte. now yeah i do i feel really sad yeah I feel really sad because because you were so hyped about conte but now you're realizing that actually you know he is a very demanding manager and the reason that he's left a lot of jobs is because he's he's not really agreed with with the hierarchy so, yeah, I mean, slightly putting words into my mouth there. Well, no, it's, it, it sounded like it if sounded I may like you translate, just Joe. you basically you started off really positive and then you realised, oh, actually, like you know, this this could go very badly, which I think we all realised at the beginning. But obviously, you were excited to have a world class manager, but the world class manager has to be backed by a club operating at world class level, which Spurs are not. So, you can't resist, can I? I don't. I do you know what? I don't know. I don't. I, I love Conte and I still think, thank God, given how thin the squad is, thank God he's the manager um, because at least he can get something out of us. But I do worry that because there's all this stuff coming out in the press, oh, there's not as much money, there's not as much money. And I think mm. if Levy has kind of tried to pull a fast one on him and he walked, which I don't think is beyond the realm's possibility, and he's not expecting 150 million quid to spend in January, but he's probably going to be like, I want a new right back and I want a new centre back. And he's justified to ask for that only 50 million quid which in modern football is not very much given how much all the other big clubs spend um i don't know like i think if if levy's kind of telling him porkies will never attract another big manager ever again yeah because they yeah. just won't believe the chairman yeah and you've had some big managers as well to be fair like jose Mourinho, you spent a ridiculous amount to get him and, and antonio conte now he was yeah, he was the one we gave all the bloody money to. Yeah. We should have given it to Poch or Should have given it to Poch, yeah. So do you think do you think Conte was being uh playing a bit of a game last night and being a bit tactical to to highlight the weaknesses? Is that what yeah. you think? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, a little bit to be honest. I don't think I don't think that's kind of um yeah, beyond the realm's possibility. Because in the first leg we started with five at the back as we have in every other game under Conte, and they blew us away. We went to four at the back and matched them in the second half. And the game's a lot more even. Yeah. And having seen that, again, he started with five at the back last night. And they totally dominated us. And he didn't change the formation at any point. Um, and in the second half, we there was 20 minutes or so, we played much better. The only reason that happened was because Lucas Moura and Harry Kane came deep to get the ball themselves. They couldn't get the ball because the ball couldn't get out of defence, let alone to midfield. Yeah. Harry Winks was appalling. Um, I mean, everyone knows my opinions on Harry Winks anyway. He's such yeah. a limited football player. I don't think he... <laughs> I don't. Th I don't think he belongs at Spurs, um, but yeah, I, Harry Kane and Luke Moore came deep to get the ball. They started making stuff happen, but they're only two men. And, and, and Joe, the ref tried his hardest to give you a penalty. 
two <laughs> yeah. shocking, shocking decisions from Andre Mariner. I don't know how that even went to VAR in in the first place. The only thing I will say is I did. I felt the offside with Kane was tight. They all are, was it? and that. That comes down to those sort of come down to a bit of a matter of opinion, don't they? Because I still very much have the old school football like if you're in line, you're on side. But because I think I think the attacker should generally be favoured because it's more exciting. But I know I know that's not the rule. Look, we didn't really we didn't deserve anything out of the game. Um, yeah, it was it was a really drab performance, and there's there's so much work to be done, and we just can't. I mean, Matt Doherty started at left back. Matt Doherty is an out of form right back playing at left wing back. Hmm. I mean, obviously. Chelsea are going to destroy you. And it just kind of showed in the second half, they brought, uh, they took Kovacic off and put Conte on. And it's just like the, the options they've got are just mental. So what's your prediction for the North London derby, Joe? Do on, honest, unbiased opinion. I, I know it's a real cliche, um, but kind of any sort of form or troubles are, are out the window. Um, and it's a quality game. I think it's the best derby in the Premier League because it tends to be the best matches. Um, but honestly, I think both teams are pretty even at the moment. Like decent teams with decent managers beating most of the rest of the league. But and still battered by the big teams. A lot, Yeah, a long way below yeah. the big boys. Um, so I, I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know which way it's going to go. I think obviously we got a far superior manager to who we had last time. So I, I certainly don't think you'll flatten us. I've got no idea. I've got absolutely no idea. It could go either way. I know that's like really sitting on the fence. I think it'll be a good game because it always is. But yeah. What do you think? Um, I think if we turn up and put in the level of performance that we did against Man City, I think we'll win. But it's whether we'll be able to replicate that level because that must have been such a shot in the heart to outplay Man City for like 60 minutes and then two moments of madness and a few dodgy referee decisions and then the game's gone um will be damning and i think that's probably a reason why you saw the performance you did against nottingham forest because the players must have been so disheartened by that result um but if they can put in that that sort of performance level i think we can arsenal can win yeah because i just think they they have they've shown that that, that they can do it so why not we've already beaten spurs this season already so there should be loads of confidence I, I don't think it's one of them North London derbies where you're going into it thinking oh like Kane's going to score a hat-trick and you know Son's don't know, Son's not going to play is he? He won't play no, is he? no he's not going to play so that's one less you know weapon that you have to worry about so yeah I'm, I'm not going to say I'm confident but I would say that Arsenal Arsenal should should win I think I think mm. I'd put my money on Arsenal to be honest sorry Joe <sighs> Yes, Anna, getting off the fence. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> I feel, the Arsenal. I feel like Arsenal just are, they seem more hungry for this right now. Um, I think there just appears to be a bit more, I'm going to say passion. I think you'll miss not having Son in the team, that um, that duo with Harry Kane. Um, I think that, that might cause a bit of a problem for you. But um, yeah, sorry, Joe. Right, I feel um, like you've really opened out here um, in the podcast today and I didn't realise how, how sad you were about the situation. Yeah, I know. He, he really oh, I mean, like, I took a turn Mike there, didn't he? Yeah, take him back a little bit. Yeah. We're like, are you joking? Oh, he's actually being serious. No, it's, um, it's cool, guys. Don't, don't forget to um, uh, vote for us in the uh, best sports comedy category. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like, you know, Arsenal have got <laughs> Arsenal have got some um exciting up and coming players and I think that's goes back to what you've said, Joe, about Spurs probably need to spend some money and get some fresh talent coming in. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait for the show next week when we've smashed them. Yeah. Come on. Come on. In Don yeah. Antonio we trust. Right. Smashing um, Joe in the face live in studio. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> hashtag me too uh, <laughs> whoops uh, sorry <laughs> um, some uh, some games for me I think up fourth round draw to look out for Palace are hosting Hartley Pool uh, Bournemouth got Boreham Wood Chelsea hosting Plymouth Kidderminster hosting West Ham as well some big games United have got Borough as well Hannah yeah. got two teams I know I know I think it was uh, the FA Cup final in 1997 oh Janinho when I watched um, when I watched that Middlesbrough got a Bovril and a Bergen, my dad. Um, but yeah, cool. tweet what, about it. Like, why have we, you what? <laughs> Make sure you tweet about it. Exactly like that. <laughs> oh my god! We were, so just to clarify, uh, just to put this into perspective, we we're going through previous tweets. We were, weren't we having a conversation about it? I looked through 
what I tweeted uh, back in the day. And literally, I couldn't be any more boring. So one of my first ever tweets, I put a picture collage of me with outside church on Christmas Day with my dad. And I would put, I'd run 11 miles on Christmas morning, being to church with my dad and having some stuffing and some turkey. It was literally that boring. And I was like, when, when, when was I ever this boring? But I remember when I first went on Twitter and people were like, whatever you write on there, be very careful. Don't put opinions on there. Don't say anything that would offend anyone. So I took that to the extreme of being like boring AF and put the most boring tweets up there. So boring. Everything's about United from like 2014 onwards. So Why like- don't we release a podcast, right, which is a sleep aid? So all we read, read out the previous tweets. We read out Hannah's old, call it row ZZZ. See? It would uh, work, wouldn't it? Very yeah. Good, very <laughs> good. Put out Hannah's old tweets. It'd be yeah. amazing. So boring. I don't know why anybody would follow me on Twitter. No. Uh, Like I genuinely don't know why. I I never tweet on there. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just put picture collages up. It's so boring. Oh, God. Right. Something that's not boring, segue alert, is mm, transfer tidbits. Ooh. Like, why, why are we doing this twice We've had that three show? times, I this just want to say. This is too much. Like, you can only do this once, Joe. I'm going yeah. to take things out of the running order next week. You know, no, why are you looking at <laughs> I don't know if Hannah, Hannah knows how to do that, but yeah. Hannah, put your foot down. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> <laughs> right, let, give me a glass of Prosecco and I'll become the producer and director of this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but we're only, we're only allowed to do that once, Joe. So what, what's... But this is a different item. Yeah, we're not making with the same disgusting erotic noises. We want to try and win an award here. I'm making yeah. this, this sort of <laughs> content that's got us nominated. <laughs> this is true. Mm, this is true. Mm, so, oh, what's that? Mm, mm, oh, transfer oh, tidbit. Why are you taking out oh, your teeth? God, what are you like? No, tasty. Ooh. Right, come on. What's the Ooh. item? Um, Mike, we got some transfer rumors. Yeah, Arthur to Arsenal. Come on, Arthur. We need you. We need you in midfield. Oh, I'm coming, lads. Uh, oh, here I come. Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> oh. Um, Mike, so Arthur from, yeah. where is he? Barcelona? He's at Juve, isn't he? Sorry. Um, Arthur sword, sword in the Stone. Is it that yeah. Arthur? Yes. <laughs> Could he be your Excalibur? Who's, who is that? Is, is that a king? Is that King Arthur, Joe? Uh, yeah, not a real king. But no. um, so a monk called, based in Wales called Geoffrey of Monmouth wrote uh, the Arthurian legends about Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot and the Knights of the Round Table. And kind of all English kings thought this was true. And then at Glastonbury Abbey, I believe in the 13th century, I might be wrong, 13th or 12th, some um, bodies were dug up and they were thought to be the bodies of Arthur and uh, Guinevere. And they became kind of a shrine for English kings and queens to pay homage to. No way, but it was just all made up. Yeah, yeah it's not real. It's with Geoffrey of Monmouth, the guy who kind of... No, I, I, I can't believe they, they believed it. The kings believed it. Yeah, but they also sort of just believed that like boiling a newt in a pot and putting it on like a broken leg might heal it and stuff. So not, not a time for sort of intellectual heavyweights, the Middle Ages. No, no. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, um, going fast forward in a little bit. Uh, this this, <laughs> really this Arthur... Uh, or or Artur, as you might call him, uh, is a Brazil Brazilian midfielder. Um, he was at Barcelona and was involved in a bit of a weird swap deal with Miralem Pjanic um, to go to Juventus, and Pjanic went to went to Barcelona the other way. Um, and yeah, basically, I think at Juventus he's sort of not needed anymore by Max Allegri, who's come back now. They've got a lot of midfielders, by the way. They're also trying to get a Aaron Ramsey. Um, but yeah, I think the Arsenal won a, a straight loan. Um, no obligation to buy, uh, just a sort of midfield cover, as I spoke about earlier, because we're really light in midfield at the moment. Could be a decent deal, but sort of, I think Juventus want to get a replacement first before they sort of let him go. But um, the report, recent reports are saying that uh, he's keen on the move. So I guess we'll see. Uh, another one is Chris Wood from Burnley from to Burnley Newcastle. To Newcastle. That's uh, mental. What, what yeah, are they thinking? He's the only one who gets an eat. Well, I mean, obviously, apart from uh, what's his face, Maxwell Cornet, but he's, the, he's, he's their hitman. What are they doing? Yeah, he's only I don't scored know. three goals this season. But they don't, but they, they don't have any other options. Like, it's goals. mental. Like Sean Dyche is supposed to, apparently, is livid, isn't he? 
Oh no. Well, I mean, you know. they're getting twenty five minutes. Sean, just to ask you, twenty five million for for a bit of wood, a plank of wood. It's not bad, is it? But maybe it's a tactical thing, you know, because if they think they're going to get relegated, would you take the twenty five million now? You probably would. But yeah, leaving midway, midway, leaving midway through the season um, when they're in the relegation zone and going to a rival. Yeah team that's also potentially going to get relegated which probably won't because they're spending an absolute fortune on buying like 30 year olds they'll get anyone they can at the moment in Newcastle but um yeah I think it's I'm, I'm disappointed for Burnley I, I really hope Sean Dyche turns this around because I'd be gutted if, if Burnley get devastated get relegated <laughs> get devastated but Hannah it's like it's the thing is if, as a Burnley fan you're looking at that going right we've just sold pretty much like our only striker halfway yeah. through the season that is that basically saying we're going to get relegated. We need the money now. That's I, I would, as a football fan, that was the most kind of depressing thing to see. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. And that's why I was just speculating, is that a, a tactical thing if they think they're going to get relegated? But I, I can't imagine, Sean, you know, Sean Dyche doesn't want them to be relegated. Of course he doesn't. But, you know, if the club's been offered 25 million pounds for um a 30 year old striker that scored three goals so far this season he's been injured hasn't he as well he was out for a, a little while so arsenal pushing push arsenal pushing for vlajevic as well mike yeah uh dusan vlajevic scored 16 Serie A goals this season i'm not completely convinced uh about him yeah i've seen him play a few times but um, it's always difficult to make the transition from from Italy to England. I think for for a lot of strikers, um, so whether he'd be you know worth the sort of money that we're talking about, I think Juvent, um, Juventus Juventus are also in there, but Fiorentina want about seventy five million. Um, that's a lot of money for a twenty one year old who's not really been com- performing at the highest level for the longest amount of time. I think he he did well last season as well, but before that, you know, he's twenty one years old and. When you're not like Erling Haaland, I think it's sort of difficult to to command a, a fee like that. Uh, but Arsenal were obviously desperate because they're in a bit of a, a tricky situation because Aubameyang's obviously in exile. Um, Lacazette's contract's up at the end of the season. Um, Balogun's gone on loan to to Middlesbrough. And um, Edin Ketio looks like he might stay to the end of the season. But after that, he's probably going to go. So, yeah, they're, they're, they've sort of like put themselves in a corner a bit. Um, and let, let's see what's going to happen. No one puts no one puts Dusan in the corner. <laughs> Sorry, I knew that was coming. Dirty dancing. So. Yeah, I, I couldn't it, remember yeah. his name. So and he's was... he, he's quite young as well, so you could call him a baby. Um, Luca Dinia looks like he's going to Villa, um, yeah. and Philippe Coutinho at Villa. Apparently, Steven Gerrard called him up himself to convince him. Hey, you know, Luca. <laughs> no, what's his name? Philippe. Philippe Coutinho. You want to come to Aston Villa, mate? <laughs> oh, ages. Oh, mate. We'll play some dead cut fussy here at a Villa, mate. Um, <laughs> but that's mad, that, isn't it? Philippe Coutinho, he's one of the best players in the Premier League a few years ago, Hannah, and now he's at Villa. Mad. Yeah, well, I think I feel like Villa and Newcastle next season are just going to, like, not, I don't mean surprise us all, but they're going to be up there. Well, I've got, I, I quite like Villa, but I've got a mate. And if you are listening, Stuart, I am talking about you. I've got a mate <laughs> who's a Villa fan and he's such an annoying football fan. So <laughs> I just don't want them to succeed. And yes, yeah. Stuart, again, I am talking about you. <laughs> so it's just, you're the reason I don't like your club. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, it's time for a brand new feature, though. It's time to go over to our man in Africa, Mike Stavrou. Mike, what's happening at AFCON? <laughs> give us the rundown, give us the facts and stats. Well, you've watched every second of this tournament, Mike, so you're across it. What's, what's happening? Three, two, one, action. Yeah, AFCON, the first major tournament of 2022. It's finally underway in Cameroon, uh, who are hosting the competition. First time uh, it's taken place since 2019. was originally meant to take place um, a while ago, but it was delayed. Um, or summer of 2021, to be factual. Because of the global yeah. pandemic. Yeah, remember um, that? <laughs> yeah, so obviously reigning champions, um, Algeria, will be looking to defend their crown. From last time, the favourites going into the tournament, Senegal, Algeria, Cameroon, Nigeria, Morocco and Ivory Coast. 
So what so what happened? There's a match, wasn't there, guys? It was um postponed or there was an issue with the, the ref. What happened? So Marley Beach Unit, thank you, Hannah. Marley Beach Unit is here 1-0 at the uh, Africa Cup of Nations in a group F game which ended in controversy after the referee blew for full-time prematurely. Carthage Eagles coach Monde Kabea and his technical staff raced onto the field to confront Jani Sakazway after he ended the game a minute early. After Mali manager Mohamed Mogasuba's post-match press conference had started, tournament organisers ordered the game to be played to a conclusion. However, in more farcical scenes, Tunisia's players did not return to the field and Mali were declared the winners. Kebia called the referee's actions inexplicable, adding he blew for the full-time whistle and asked us to go to the dressing room so the players were in their ice baths and then he asked us to come back out. In 30 years in this business, I've never seen anything like it. Wow. And if you like that sort of stuff there was also a moment when a player was being taken off the pitch and as he was about to be stretched off the medical buggy hit him <laughs> so if you thought he had problems already you're injured you're potentially out of like a tournament you've been waiting your whole life for and some bloke drives into you is he okay he's fine i mean All his right. in- original injury but oh, so it's okay for us to laugh about it then yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not his original injury, but also one of my favourite moments of the week. So Sierra Leone had their first AFCON match since 1966. They won and their keeper hadn't played for some time. And just just like Google this Sierra Leone keeper, right? Because he was basically determined to single-handedly win his team's first AFCON game in 50-odd years. And it just all starts from immediately like running out of the box, sliding tackles, a diving header where he runs out of his own box. But when there's several players around him, so he's in like the thick of all the defenders and stuff, he got the man of the match award and he cried afterwards as well. Oh. It was absolutely... It's like, if you ever think football's horrible and all about money and it's all cynical and players are all... Just watch that. Because it was just such a wonderful moment um yeah and i really like afcon it's always a really fun tournament and i really hate this kind of implication that some premier league managers and fans have kind of been like oh why is it happening why is it happening it was a summer tournament last year it got rearranged due to yeah. the pandemic but loads of people just kind of like oh right now we're gonna like we're losing players there is nothing more important than playing for your country in international tournaments yeah. as far as i'm concerned so i think it should be absolutely uh prioritized right it's time for the section that we like to call any other business and you're gonna like this hannah well actually okay. you've seen it because you've read the running order of course. of course um but according to a new study cats are scared of cucumbers hmm? hannah isn't <laughs> what do you think i do with cucumbers go on joe well, all i'm saying is they, they arrive a cucumber and they end a pickle. So- <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, I'll put a cucumber <laughs> if you carry on like this. So go on then, talk about these bloody cucumbers. Cats <laughs> <laughs> are scared of cucumbers. I'll tell you what, I actually really, I love cucumbers. I eat a lot of cucumbers. I eat a lot of cucumbers. <laughs> We are so immature, honestly. It's you guys. I can't work with these unprofessional people. But uh, animal behaviourist and author of Chasing Dr. Doolittle, Con Slobodikov. Slobodikov. Is he Greek? Slobodikov. 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 Not Slobodikov. Your con slobbered off. Bloody hell. What what feature are we doing here, Jack? He said the cats are scared of. You were pulling earlier and now you're talking con slobbered off. This is too much. I'm going to have to chat with your mum. He said that cats are scared of cucumbers because they look like snakes. I was just going to say, do you have any irrational? Things? What has this got to do with football? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> when it, when this is too much for Hannah, you know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you know I'm you, confused, you know you've no, gone too generally, far. Generally confused, right? What was the question? Have I got anything I'm I'm scared I was, of? I was going to say, have you got any irrational fears? But just, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> I just don't like it when people rub my eyebrows the wrong way. But that's <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, but that's all the rage now, though, isn't it? For girls to have their eyebrows sticking up. I hate it. I hate it. If like, if like people like rub their eye, like rub their eyebrows the wrong way in front of me, it makes me feel sick. So like against the grain. So like that way is lovely. But like 
that way is disgusting. Really? <laughs> and Why? I have to like smooth them out afterwards. My friend Lottie, who I <laughs> my friend Lottie, who <laughs> my friend Lottie, who I used to work with, uh, used to look at me between the gap in our computers and rub her eyebrows the wrong way, and I used to think I was going to throw up. Really? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so I tell you what's minging is when people crunch. I can't stand it when people crunch. I never give my kids crunchies because I hate, like, kids eat that like horses. And it's so irritating. So yeah. my husband at Christmas um, had some Pringles just before Christmas. And he sits there and he puts five Pringles in his mouth at once and just crunches them. So I got all the Pringles. I put them into a sandwich bag. <laughs> I, got, I got the, the um, rolling pin, crunched them all down, and then I poured them back into the Pringles tube. And I, I passed it to him and he opened it. He was like, oh, babe, what's happened? And I was like, oh, I don't know. But I'd secretly recorded the whole thing and made it into a silly little reel. And he genuinely didn't realize that I'd, I'd done that. I can't stand people crunching when you're on the train and people eat crisps, especially if they get pork scratchings. I'm like, Ugh. That's like a passive aggressive form of psychological torture. <laughs> like, do that to his pring. All he wants is a nice Pringle or five. Like at the end of a long day, and you've smashed them all up. I'm I think. Like, no I think. To eat that. I know. I think that's what they call the ick. Have you heard of the ick? No. It's like um, this thing. This is like a trend on TikTok, but um, when girls find things uh, within their partners, or or not actually within <laughs> within um, them, but <laughs> find things. Of, of, oh, of spleen, tuber Pringles. <laughs> There's his kidney. <laughs> They discover, they discover things about their partners that gives them the ick. So it could be like eating loudly. It could be like when they, I don't know, say thank you too many times or something really stupid that just makes you put, puts you off. And it's like, it's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like the, ick. and when you get the ick, it's like irreversible. Like once you have it, that's it. Everything yeah. is tainted. But it's fine now. Cause I just, I just, um, break down all the crisps and then it never, it never does a big crunch. Normal, normal solution. So it's fine. Yeah, my, my kids yeah. are like, "How? where's the quavers? I'm like, they're all in powder form at the bottom of the packet. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I don't do it to their Pringles as well. I just do it to my husband's and anything that would make a crunch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Shall we just leave it there? Yeah. <laughs> also, we have a sponsor, Their Clothing, a cool clothing company where the idea is to create a wardrobe of essential pieces at affordable prices. <laughs> Anna's just laughing. Um, and because you listen to Rose Ed, all you have to do is head to virclothing.com and use the code JOE20, that's J-O-E-20, to receive 20% off your order and all the money raised goes towards the podcast. There, they hope that every man from every background can can find a piece of themselves in our collection and the whole team come from a fashion buying and design background <laughs> their vision is to keep style simple as they believe fashion should not be complicated or unaffordable it should be easy and carefree and when trying to look good for any occasion <laughs> Remember, just head to virclothing.com and use the code JOE20, that's J-O-E-20, to receive 20% off your order and all the money raised goes towards the podcast. Shampoos. <laughs> I can't believe you just carried on. Oh my God, well. I was laughing so hard, my abdominals hurt. <laughs> yeah, my head, my oh, head hurts, God. or the vein in my head's popping. Um, right, we've got an exciting week next week, haven't we, Hannah? That was enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a really exciting. <laughs> oh, John, I'm so sorry for this edit, mate. I really am. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Don't worry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we've got an amazing uh, week next week. I'm super, super excited. We've got a special guest on, Joe. Yep. Are we? Are we his biggest fans? Hundred percent. So, on Instagram, there's a guy called Mr. Jack Skipper. He's on TikTok too, and Hannah and I absolutely love him so he does all these like he does clips kind of everything from like stuff about after parties with your mates so like picking his kids up from nursery uh, to impressions of his mum and her mate sandra <laughs> and honestly like i, I kind of shared it at new year um like i think it's it's my favorite instagram account of 2022 it makes me laugh every single day and jack's a palace fan and he's coming on the show so super cool i don't i sort of feel like 
I don't know how to handle it because I watch his videos every day. Feels like having like Barack Obama on the show or something. <laughs> like the level of fame is going to be like blinding for me. I feel um, like we need to we need to get snacks and stuff and like have a green room for our snack skipper. Snack skipper. We need to find out <laughs> what he likes. And we'll get him drunk and just, yeah, have a great time. Why are we getting him, why are we getting him drunk? <laughs> I don't What's know. What's that got to do with anything? I don't know. We don't need to, we don't need to do that. we get a cucumber up. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oi, oi. Yeah, so I think we need to get his, his favourite snacks. We need to treat him like royalty. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing show. We'll be in a studio, um, as we said last week. So that's cool. Uh, ran out of enthusiasm towards the end there. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just yeah. thinking about snacks and then I was like, mm, maybe I'm hungry. So Jack's going to be on the show. You're on the schnell. On the schnell. On the link. No, I'm going to, right. <laughs> uh, if you've got, if you've Don't got be like this next week when he's here. <laughs> 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 I like Idris Elba, Jack. No, uh, so Jack's going to be on the show. If you've got any questions for Jack or if you have any problems that you want Jack to solve, we're going to do an agony uncle or aunt feature so if you've got any problems for jack to solve uh, just get in touch it's rosehead pod on instagram and tiktok it's rosehead soccer on twitter and yeah oh yeah also uh we've joined the 90 min football network so we're going to be all across there facebook and youtube and tiktok and twitter and instagram so that's really really exciting um so thanks again for listening because that's how we've done it because you guys listen to the show um, and enjoy it. So we really, really love that. Thank you. So if you do want to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards or in the comedy category, thank you very much, Hannah. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Cheers, lads. And we will see you next time. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.